not a spritzer or anything like that, a Boone's Farm, apple wine, all of that. No, it needs to be a red wine. It represents the blood of Christ. And contrary to what many of you have been taught, in the Bible, wine is a good thing if you do not overindulge. If you drink it in moderation, like you have some sense. Just like food is a good thing, both things show God's blessings on your life and on your region, on your country. Um, but when you are a glutton and a drunkard, uh, then now you're sinning against God. And it turns into a bad thing. And uh, it will cause you to self-destruct. My beloved, let's all stand for the reading of God's holy word on this last day of the month of April. Big time Easter month. Magnificent Easter month. And I give God the glory and the praise for this past Easter month. I shall never forget it. It has been wonderful. In spite of the devil, in spite of devilish people. And I want to tell you Christian people who are born again and it seems like everything and everybody goes against you and the devil is constantly going against you. And those of you who are still serving the Lord, don't be discouraged by that. In the words of the great Denzel Washington, that means you're doing some damage to the devil's kingdom. And that means you're doing something. And he's right about that. I don't know where he got that from. Uh, but he's right about that. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, I want to continue to preach in your hearing a very important uh, message. Titled, The Grace of God and the Second Coming of Jesus Christ. The grace of God and the second coming of Jesus Christ should produce changed behavior in your life as a Christian, part two. A long title, but extremely important. Not a cute title. It's time out for cute titles by the way, you show yourself to be very immature as a preacher where you're depending constantly on a cute title. Uh, I used to do that when I was a young preacher. Uh, we thought the title was everything and then we would find a passage to match it. <laughs> very dumb. Okay, Very dumb of us. It was a contest of titles for we had a church full of preacher boys. Uh, that's what they used to call them back in those days, preacher boys. And uh, I do thank God for those days, but we were ignorant. And we would spend more time on getting the title exciting and right, uh, and then find a passage to go along with it, and so forth. And uh, thank God we have grown from that point. The grace of God and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ should produce changed behavior in your life as a Christian, part two, second coming chapel, message number 317. Please turn in your Bibles or in your phones, or your Kindle, or your iPad, or what have you. And I got saved the paper, Bi the paper Bible way. 
But I do have enough sense to understand, contrary to others, some others. Just move that over further this way, right here. Move that this way some. Uh, we got some people who are just as wicked and evil as they can be in the church, but they, they claim they must have a paper Bible. I don't need for you to move it down. Let's move it over. There you go. Help out back there. Help out back there. And and get it, and, and turn that thing around. You, you got to get that. Yeah, get that off of there. We got some folks fixing the lighting in here. That's good. That's good. That's good right there. Put it right there. Uh, uh, we, we have some uh, Christians in the Bible. I mean, we have some Christians living today who say their paper Bible say that they they they, you know, they go to church and whenever that whenever they read the Bible, they uh, read it. Uh, only in the paper version, and that's good. I have no problem with that. Uh, but the reason why they do that, some of them, is because they watch pornography on the same device, and so they don't want to uh, read the Bible on the device that they watch pornography on. That's why. That's why they. Some of them do that. Many of them. Uh, because, see, the Word of God is the Word of God everywhere, and a Christian who is saved and born again should not be watching pornography. Uh, but anyway, the grace of God and the second coming of Jesus Christ should produce changed behavior in your life as a Christian, part two, the second coming chapel message or sermon of the week number 317 Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 14 for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness that is sin, ungodliness, lying, whoremongering around, whoring around, ungodliness, watching pornography, talking about you addicted. When people raise up, and in this case sweet evangelicals raise up, oh uh, the men are struggling with porn addiction, pornography addiction. That's that's just like saying we're giving you a license to watch pornography. There's no such thing as an addiction to porn if you are a child of God, if you're saved. And if you if a person is lost, uh, they can do anything they want to do. They're big enough to do. But people who are saved, born again, you cannot talk about you have a porn addiction. No, no. You're evil and you want to watch porn. And if you're saved, uh, you're not going to sit there with Jesus living on the inside of you without heavy conviction and the pain of broken fellowship uh, sitting there watching pornography. There's no such thing, I'm tell, I've been telling evangelicals and Christians for years now, there's no such thing as pornography addiction. You are wicked as the devil and you're choosing to do it. Just tell the truth and shame the devil. You, 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 as a Christian, you, you're saying like you, if you are addicted to something like that, that you're powerless to it. That is not the case for born-again Christians. They may struggle with it. They may be tempted. They may slip and fall. But they're going to get back up again. 
ungodliness. What is teaching us that denying ungodliness, the grace of God that bringeth salvation? Are you full of salvation by the grace of God? It hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, that includes pornography, worldly lusts, worldly lusts, lusting after things you have no business lusting after, that Jesus talked about if you lust after a woman in your heart. You have committed adultery already. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live what? Soberly. Like we got some sense. Christians ought to act like they have some sense. If anybody ought to exercise common sense, it ought to be the people of God. Soberly. You're not easily carried away with the wickedness of the world. Righteously. All about righteously. Talks about doing the right thing. Striving to do the right thing. Having every intention on doing the right thing. And most times, doing the right thing. If you are a child of God, born again by the grace of God, which brings the salvation, which has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, doing the right thing. You know why so many of you Christians are depressed, sad, defeated, and never even glad about serving the Lord? Is because you claim to be saved by the grace of God bringeth, that bringeth salvation, hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live on the positive side of the fence, soberly, righteously, and godly, in this present world because you're not doing that. You're not addicted. You're choosing to do evil. And that's hard to do over crossing over the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Crossing over the Holy Ghost of God that God has freely given to you by His grace. Crossing over the Word of God. Crossing over your conscience crossing over your own instincts and everything else. Common sense. Being saved, being a Christian, gives you the ability to choose uh, rightly and to uh, even choose to have common sense. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's who you ought to be looking for. You ought not to be looking for Bo Peep. You ought not to be looking for uh, Sylvia. But Jesus. And if you're seeking Jesus and you're looking for him to come, he will provide you whoever you need and whatever you need if he comes first. If you think for one minute that God, Jesus Christ, is going to let you have what you want and he's not first, uh, how is that working for you? is not going to uh, work very well for you. The devil is a lie. 
who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Here we go again. See, see, this is important. Uh, and some of you, some, some of you, still not going to get this tonight. Oh, he's just preaching. But this is important, and this is what God has had me preaching on for years now, especially over the past uh, three to four to five years, that salvation ought to produce a changed attitude, a changed spirit, a changed mentality, and changed behavior, and the ability to consist, watch this now, the ability to consistently do right. And if you fall, if you fail regarding sin, doing evil, you may fall seven times, but you get back up again as a child of God. And you're honest about your failure. True Christians tell the truth and shame the devil. They don't hide behind a psychological term talking about addiction, my foot. Same thing goes for alcohol, same thing goes for some kind of drug thing. No, as a Christian, you have the power of Jesus Christ to resist anything and to overcome anything if a little bit of something gets inside of you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm addicted to Bo Peep. I'm just addicted to him. I just love him so much. I can't get enough of him. I'm addicted to Sylvia. One Christian brother who's in the news today claims to be a Christian. Uh, his wife is finally divorcing uh, him. can't pronounce their name publicly. Uh, uh, I, I can't pronounce their name, period, privately or publicly. I think it's Tickers, Tykers, or something like that. She uh, is over the uh, Proverbs 31 ministry. You may be seated. I'm already into it. <coughs> Tykers, I guess is the last name. And uh, see, see, all, everything's going to come out in the wash. The wash of the divorce proceedings. Oh, the real deal. I mean, the details. Let me put it that way. The details are going to come out. <clears throat> and the lies are going to come out. And anyway, uh, she's saying, that's why I always say, if it's true, because uh, when, when divorce and, and, and separation and divorce starts happening, a whole lot of things are said. Some may be true, some may not be true. Lies are told and everything else. But according to the divorce papers, it's, you, know, you really can't lie about certain things. They, they, the lawyers have the paperwork. They got to have proof. So it came out this past week, or past few weeks, coming to find out the woman that he was committing adultery with that he met online, kind of like uh, so many preachers and Christian husbands today. Coming to find out that he had spent over $100,000 on his adultery with her. And I said, evidently, she's a Proverbs 31 woman because uh, in most cases, women who are not necessarily Proverbs 31 uh, women would have said, no, nah, see, I would have forgiven you of the adultery, but I, I, I can't, I can't uh, not, I can't, I can't even imagine you giving my, uh, any woman, my uh, money. 
if it was just a hundred dollars and I'm thinking now uh, does she have a gold vagina or something does she have a gold breast what 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 no no woman on on the side no side pieces uh, no prostitute is worth a hundred thousand dollars And that would have been the end of that. I mean, as soon as as soon as any other uh, non-Proverbs 31 woman would have found out about that, uh, they've been hurt by the adultery, but they've been more hurt by that. That's a double betrayal, big time. And I would imagine there are people who would would. Have have a hard time for forgiving that. Have an easier time for, for for forgiving the adultery, but a hard time to to forgive you giving money out of our household to some whore and a homebreaker. No no nobody's worth that when you commit adultery. And fornication, but you're supposed to be saved. We can understand you're falling into an adulterous relationship, and, and and most people, by God's grace, can forgive you and maybe even give you a second chance, which she did. But to go as far as spending $100,000 on a woman who's not your wife and, and you're committing adultery, that's insane. Uh, we're only not only concerned about your salvation, we're concerned about your uh, judgment. For real. All right, let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy on this last day of April 2022. Thank you for bringing us through a magnificent month is for serving you. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for Holy Week. Thank you for allowing us to see it again. Uh, none of us know whether or not we will see it ever again on earth. But help us to remember it. In our case, Lord, help my baby son and I, Lord, to work together along with our other family members to mark it in written form, as we've done in the past, to commemorate it that way so that we will never forget it. the series, eight days in a row, when I survey the wondrous cross. As we depart from the month of April 2022, this evening. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and help everyone here to pray, everyone out there to pray and help everybody under the sound of my voice praying to you. If they're saved, they're going to have a prompt and they're going to have a uh, desire to pray. And Lord, help them not to listen to me pray, but help them to pray to you for themselves and help them to pray to you for me. Here and all around the world. And uh, Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, for those of us who are saved, we praise you and we thank you for the birth 
the holy and pure and clean, godly life of Jesus Christ. His voluntary death for our sins was buried and rose on the third day. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, produced, Lord, by your love and grace for the whole world to hear about and be saved. And Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins as people who name the name of Christ of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. Forgive us, Holy Father God, of all of our sins, our faults, and failures. For Lord, this is a part of your grace that produces salvation <clears throat> for the whole world. When we do sin as Christians, we are quick and uh, and willing to confess our sins and to, uh, by your grace, repent of our sins and turn from our wicked ways. And that's a part, Lord, of your grace uh, that has produced this salvation that when we do fail, when we don't do right, we are willing to confess it publicly if necessary, privately for sure, to you, for you know all things. And so, Lord, help your people to do that. Lord, I cannot pray for those who are not saved, even in the church, to do that, because they're not going to do that. They don't have a heart to do that. They don't have a mind to do that. They don't even know what that is, because... I remember when I was lost, Lord, I was not even bothered by sin. I was bothered by people who didn't want to sin with me. Uh, I thought it was a sin not to sin back in those days until you saved my soul and, and filled me with your Holy Ghost. And, and Lord, ever since then, even if I have an evil thought, I'm under conviction. Uh, and I'm trying to find a place to confess my sins, my faults, and my failures. Lord, as you know, even if I feel guilty, even though I can't put my finger on it, I am trying to uh, confess my sins and repent of all unrighteousness. And so, Holy Father God... We, we are thankful for your grace that produces salvation that makes us so sensitive about sin. This is one of the reasons why, Lord, I know that there's no such thing as addiction. We need to just own up to it and confess to the wickedness and the evil in our own hearts and tell the truth and shame the devil and ask you to help us to overcome the temptation. And to help us live godly, righteous, and holy lives, uh, which your gospel produces, in which the second coming of Jesus Christ spurs us on to. And so, Lord, help everybody to, who names the name of Christ to understand that, that we cannot live in sin and then scream uh, grace and say uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's all under graces. And, 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 and so uh, we can continue in it, is the idea. Lord, help people to flip their thinking. They have been taught wrong. Help people who name the name of Christ to flip their thinking. It's not about grace to sin. It's about grace not to sin after we get saved. It's not grace to cover up our sin so that we can continue in sin and live in a pattern of sin. It is grace that will help us not to sin and hate sin and the pain that sin causes. And so, Lord, help us to uh, understand that tonight. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
Forgive us of our sins, for those of us who are saved. Crucify our flesh. The old man within us, and fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit for those of us who are saved. And then, Lord, we have people in the church, like my wife, who is here tonight helping in the ministry, and has been for years, uh, but uh, is not saved. And... Uh, and refuses right now to get saved because of her pride. And so, Holy Father God, I pray for all of the people who are religious but lost in the church and who, and who really do not have a heart for you, who really do not love you uh, to the point of obeying your commandments. And we pray, and I know that there are people who don't like this kind of praying, but it is necessary, and uh, I believe that you're using me and using my wife's situation and our family for a greater purpose. And uh, uh, as you've done with prophets down through the years, uh, and uh, I... Uh, pray for her salvation. I pray for other people in our family who are religious but lost. They are sweet and kind in church and around other people, but full of hell and the devil and mean and hateful against you and against your work and don't even want to even have services behind the scenes, uh, but they'll show up and act like they do. And... Uh, and who hate the preaching and the teaching of your holy word because it is convicting. And as long as they're not participating in that and doing that, they are uh, uh, halfway decent. And we have many people like that, Lord, in the church tonight. And we pray for them that you would open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls and change their lives. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, once again on the last night of April, I pray that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, and Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias uh, out of my wife, Marika White, once and for all, and out of the hearts and minds of other people in our family and in the church at large all around the world who know they don't have a heart for you, they don't love you as they should, and so therefore they don't obey you. Uh, I pray that you would open blinded eyes and unstop deaf ears. And Lord, help people not to be concerned about our situation because... Uh, you have uh, blessed us to have a heart that we're going to stay together. And uh, even though I believe that she's not saved right now, and my hope is that she will get saved. And that will bring about a vast difference in her life and in our relationship. Uh, but Lord, I'm more concerned about people who are uh, already divorced and remarried, and both are lost, or one is lost, because contrary to what uh, many preachers have preached and pastors' wives have uh, brought out, uh, I believe that many people divorce and get remarried because, because they're not saved. Both parties are not saved, and one party is just not saved. Because if they were saved, they would have enough fear in their hearts of you and love for you that they will stick it out. And there are many reasons why uh, they would do that. <clears throat> so this is a huge problem in the church. And... Uh, and no wonder we're in the mess that we are in right now in this plague of long continuance, which has not gone anywhere 
and even Dr. Fauci on a Saturday trying to hide this statement uh, through the weekend uh, said today that uh, immunity, uh, herd immunity is gone and that's not possible now. And this plague called the coronavirus plague has not gone away. And it is what you call in your word in one passage a plague of long continuance. Uh, human beings, Lord, and even people in the church don't like it because they want as they say, normal to come back, which includes normal sin. And Lord, I do, I'm not a t-shirt man, but Lord, I do like the t-shirt that says, uh, everybody wants normal to come back. Normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. Help us to remember that tonight as well. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would open the blinds of the lost in church and outside of church. And Lord, save their souls and change their lives. Please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from uh, my family and all other Christian families that name the name of Christ. For I am convinced, Lord, most so-called Christian families really can't call themselves Christian families because everybody in the family is not saved. Uh, oftentimes it's just one person saved or two. And so, Lord, we pray for families that name the name of Christ and who say they go to church. Uh, Lord, open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray uh, that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, tonight and throughout this weekend as we have communion scheduled for tomorrow, May 1st. <clears throat> and I, I hope that I'm, I'm right on these dates. And Lord, I do pray that you would prepare us for that. And Holy Father God, I pray that lost souls would hear the gospel and be saved. Christians would be revived. Your holy name would be glorified and Jesus Christ exalted. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're with us tonight and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to do that, whether you are in the church or outside of the church. And here's how you can do that tonight. Here's how to get saved. First, understand with me that you are a sinner. You have broken God's commandments. You have broken God's laws. And so have I. So has the Pope. All popes have sinned against God. All bishops have sinned against God. All pastors have sinned against God. Uh, the Dalai Lama has sinned against God and broken the Ten Commandments. Even Joel Osteen has done so, as nice as he may be, the pastor of the largest church in America. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. In other words, God has made that statement, and God cannot lie. And believe it or not, it is a loving statement, because now you can, by God's grace, do something about it. This is 
the salvation that we just read about in the text brought on by the grace of God and you need to take advantage of that grace and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and get saved get saved from the power and the pain of your sin get saved from the eternal burning hell and understand from the text tonight that once you get saved that your life ought to change because of the grace of God uh, that brought on the salvation for the whole world and notice the text it speaks about everybody in the world it's, it's available to everybody <clears throat> That includes you. Makes no difference whether you are rich or poor, beautiful or not too beautiful, educated or uneducated. And always remember beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Now God made us all beautiful in his sight. But because we're marred with sin, pride, and evil, uh, everybody is not beautiful in our sight. And uh, so it makes no difference who you are, red, yellow, black, or white. We're all precious in God's sight. Don't worry about what other people think of you. Only be worried about, if you will, what God thinks of you. You are, in essence, uh, dear friend, performing before an audience of one. God is your judge. I learned many years ago the meaning of my name, Daniel. It means simply that God is my judge. And so it doesn't matter to me what other people think of me. I can care less, <laughs> truly, really. Uh... And that's and that's a that's a that comes from the grace of God as well. To do what I do, you have to not care what people think, and uh, you are not to care what people think about you. You need to be concerned about what God thinks about you. And if you get saved by believing in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ and get all of your sins forgiven and covered. And you walk with him, you'll be just fine. Even if he's your only friend for the rest of your life, you'll be just fine with God and walking with Jesus. For he's the greatest friend you'll ever meet. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. And so I want you to meet the greatest friend in the world. Jesus Christ. Dr. Timothy Keller uh, preached over Easter and wrote about it over Easter. I'm not quite that into it yet. But he said, Jesus Christ died for our sins as a matter of friendship. Or something to that effect. I do know and I do agree with him that there's no friend like Jesus. That's my personal testimony. <clears throat> family and friends may forsake you and if you believe in Jesus Christ tonight you may have some family and friends who will immediately or eventually forsake you that's alright as long as you have Jesus you'll be just fine so understand that you are a sinner you have 
uh, disobeyed God's Ten Commandments. What are God's Ten Commandments? Let me just name five that you have disobeyed. Have you ever lied before? You've disobeyed a commandment of God. Have you ever stolen anything before? You disobeyed a commandment of God. Have you ever lusted after anything or anybody before? You have disobeyed a commandment of God. Have you dishonored and disobeyed your parents in any way? You've disobeyed the commandments of God. Or a commandment of God. Have you ever dishonored God by taking his name in vain? Cursing with his name. Vowing using his name. Putting your hand on the Bible and saying, raising your right hand and saying that you are going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in God's name. That's five. That's only five of the commandments that you have broken out of the ten. And uh, do you know that you can die and go to hell for just breaking one? Because the Bible teaches that if you break one of the Ten Commandments, you break them all. So second, dear friend, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Uh, did you know that the reason why we die is not because of a disease? Several people died, notable people died today. One lady was a great country singer. We all l love her and loved her. They say she died of mental illness. Another actor died today. They say she died of, a, of cancer at the age of 48. The country singer was 79. But they didn't die of that. They didn't die. The country singer didn't die of mental illness. The beautiful actor at 48 years old with a husband and children in the prime of her life, she didn't die because of cancer. They both died because of sin. And you're going to die because of sin. Death is in us. We're on death row because of our sin. Yes, our lying, our stealing, our lustful eyes and hearts. Lusting after people on pornography. Some of the people on the pornography video did the evil 40 years ago, if you saw the woman you're lusting after, uh, you would uh, fall apart and say, you're the same woman? You're lusting over something that took place 30 years ago, 20 years ago, while you're lusting your heart out looking at pornography, which is a waste of time. When you dishonor and disrespect and disobey your parents, especially, uh, when you know you have no reason to do that, and nobody does. You are disobeying God. You're breaking a commandment. And the wages of sin is death. When you take God's name in, in vain, talking about uh, thank blank, it's Friday, and all of that. Oh my blank, and all that. You're taking God's name in vain. You're sinning against God, and that's what's going to cause you to die. That's the disease you're dying of, sin. You need to understand that. <clears throat> And what God wants you to understand is that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth and 
if he would allow you to die from this beautiful place called earth, he will allow you to go to hell. And you need to understand that. As I told someone today, in fact, I told my wife today, I said, uh, you're like so many people. You think because judgment is not swift, You think because God is so loving and God is so merciful and God is so caring and long-suffering that he's not going to uh, bring chastisement and rebuke upon you or hell upon you. And that's just not the case. God is loving. I want you to understand that. God is merciful, God is gracious, and yes, long-suffering, and he will allow you to live many years without bringing down judgment and rebuke and chastisement. He'll give you space to repent. <clears throat> but one day judgment is coming. And if you don't repent... If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins in a real sense. And that's what this passage is all about. Whether you want to accept it or not, my dear friend, this passage is about the grace of God bringing, the, bringing salvation to everybody through Jesus Christ. And once people believe in Jesus Christ, producing godliness in their lives. <clears throat> Being in their right mind. As the Bible tells us, when the demons were cast out of a man, he, was, he put his clothes on and he was sitting there in his right mind. Salvation through Christ brings change. The Bible tells us that throughout. You become a new creature through Christ. You are concerned about righteousness, holiness, and godliness, being sober-minded, acting like you have good sense. And it will bring that. Every time, not sometimes, every time. And so this salvation saves you from the, from, from the, the, the power of sin so that you can be saved from the pain of sin. See? And the evidence is in your loving Jesus back and obeying his commandments and Jesus is God. Understand what not doing that will bring you. Third, accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 9, verse, verses 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. Cut it off, it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. That's right, people in church ought to be trembling who are not saved. People outside of the church ought to be trembling who are not saved at these words of Jesus Christ. Because see, you, you don't hear these words of Jesus Christ from others, from other preachers. Some of you have never heard Jesus Christ preach like this. Wherefore their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched in hell, and if thy foot offend thee, 
cut it off, it is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And Jesus Christ said this three times in this sermon. When great preachers and great speakers want you to get something, they repeat it over and over again. It is a rhetorical tool. They want you to make they want to make sure you get it. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God by believing in Jesus Christ, that is, with uh, into the kingdom of God with uh, one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell. Fire, <clears throat> for those of you who are confused about the uh, translation of the word hell, which the Jehovah's Witnesses have done a good job of confusing people, I always say you can translate the word hell into whatever you want. You can translate it into Hades or Gehenna. Or you can translate it into peanut brittle. I'm concerned about the word fire right beside hell. And I believe Jesus Christ made it very clear that if you die, you're going to be somewhere in the fire if you're not saved. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. Hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ, the greatest preacher of all time, said the most important words in the history of the world to mankind when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What you need to be asking yourself right now is, am I saved? You need to be examining your heart, your soul, and spirit. If you have one doubt about being saved, you need to take care of that tonight. See, Jesus Christ gave us, by the grace of God, a salvation that is a no-so salvation, not a hope-so. You can't be dying on a hope. You've got to know this. You need to know this. <clears throat> and no so salvation. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross. For your sins and mine was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. This month, the month of April. this year at least. Just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today and he will do so. Romans 10:9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the power of sin which is destroying your life and the punishment of sin in that awful, destructive place called hell. And hell is forever. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Whether you're in the church, whether you are a preacher, a deacon, a trustee, a pastor's wife, 
and you know you've been just going through the motions. You can't even remember truly getting saved. You don't even remember the date you got saved. And I will serve notice on you that if you met Jesus, you're going to remember that day. It will not be nebulous and confused. You will remember meeting the greatest man who ever lived on this earth, Jesus Christ. So if you can't remember the time you got saved, and your life began to change, and you begin to hate sin, and be bothered by sin, and you started living godly and righteous and holy and uh, so forth, then get saved tonight. And don't worry about what mom and them want to say. You get saved from hell, and maybe God will use you to get them saved too. For the hardest people to get saved are the religious folk. And always remember, it was the church folk who killed Jesus. Religious folk. So, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. Follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer. Call on his name, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Let's pray together. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. I understand that more tonight. And I have committed all of those sins and more in your sight, as you know. <clears throat> By your grace that bringeth salvation through Jesus Christ. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. And was buried and rose on the third day by your power. I believe your holy gospel. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and truly save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change, to be godly and to be righteous in my behavior. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle. Help me to repent of all of my sins and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I have preached unto you tonight, you are now saved from hell, and you are on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. Congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved 
and shall go in and out and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer tonight. Until we meet again, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live tomorrow for communion, which may be our only service tomorrow, may not be. Uh, I preached three times on Easter Sunday morning, and and I was shocked that I was able to do that. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to do two services tomorrow or not. Uh, if you have a home church, if they're having communion, you have communion with them. Uh, if you don't have a home church and you want to join us, uh, join us. And we'll be glad to have you. Let's all pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your grace that uh, has given us salvation. To live holy, to live godly, and to live righteously. Coupled with the fact that we ought to be looking towards you. Because you came the first time, you're coming the second time. And Lord, prepare all of us as we begin, get ready to listen to this beautiful song. I'll fly away, prepare all of us to fly away one day. Saved by your grace, washed in your blood. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Make sure you pray without ceasing and meditate on the Word of God. God bless you until next time. <laughs>